Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the huddle along with the stock market star, Pete Nigerian. <laughs> I am Dave Schwartz. I That's a good nickname. That's a, can I call you that from now on? Is that okay? Are we there yet? Oh, man. No, I'm, I, <laughs> I, 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 it's very kind. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a oh, crazy man. world in the stock market, I tell you. I mean, the ups and downs lately have been incredible, Dave, as you probably know. But it's, it, is, it is a crazy time of year in the markets. I don't know if I've ever seen them kind of trade in the, in the kind of ranges that we've had of late and just every news story seems to be more important than the one before it so it's it's an interesting time now in the financial world for sure the only thing crazier might be the college football landscape which we'll talk about in a little bit as uh, the entire world awaits uh, the top Mm -hmm. four as uh, the networks drag it out so they can make this show go an hour by the way i don't know if you're watching this right now i'm watching espn and Uh the michigan they're at the michigan uh party watch party where gentlemen guys are behind the trophy picking up the football of the big 10 trophy <laughs> just go to twitter because i'm sure it'll be there absolutely stealing the show from from my i think it was gene wojciechowski who was trying to do a live shot about something and, and they're behind him having a great time uh we'll talk about it as we as soon as we hear the um the top four here for the college football playoff we'll talk sure. about that but peter uh, the NFL today, Vikings and Jets, the Vikings have a chance to clinch the division if they win and or if the Lions lose. Let's be honest, every week the Lions have a chance to lose. They play the Jaguars today. Vikings take on the surprisingly 7-4 and four Jets. And even yeah. as growing up a, a Jets fan, uh, I'm very skeptical of them at 7-4. and four. Sounds mm-hmm. like uh, it, Mike White, I believe his name is, is going to play quarterback yeah. today for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as long as the Vikings don't look past this game and, and don't overlook the Jets, this is about as easy of an in-the-bag game as they're going to have, I, I think, the rest <laughs> of the way. Don't you think? I think you're counting your chickens before they've all There it is. <laughs> Here's. Here's what I think about the Jets. So the Jets actually, you know, they're seven and four. They're in arguably one of the best divisions in football right now. When you look at, you know, top to bottom, they're really impressive, actually. Um, and, and Mike White, he's, he's done this kind of thing before, and then he sort of yeah. flattens out a little bit. But Western Kentucky kid, he knows how to throw the football. Um, they, they decided they needed to make a move against, you know, Zach Wilson just was not working out. Brees Hall got hurt, which was really a, a killer for them because, 
he's averaging almost six yards a carry this year. He's a great running back out of Iowa State, and you know that was that was very important for them. And he he's done a great job. But I'll tell you, um, their defense. We better be careful because yeah. their defense is a heck of a lot like what we saw with the Dallas Cowboys. Now I said the same thing against New England, and here we just threw the ball all over the place against New England. So. You know, will will that happen again? It, it could, but I, you know, I'm really impressed with this Jets team. You know, you look at their defense; they've got 34 sacks. It's the top seven. They're they're passing. You know, they they do a great job against the pass. The points they've given up; they're they're only giving up 18 points a game, which uh, for people who don't realize it, that's a great number. But they've mm-hmm. got a Viking on the team that's done real well. Tyler Conklin is doing an yeah. outstanding job for them, and. You know, shoot, last year he had 61 catches. This year he's already got 38 catches. And, and Garrett Wilson, that wide receiver, is something we got to be very, very, very uh, careful with because he's a great one. But the guy I like the most is that first-round pick, the fourth pick in the draft, Sauce Gardner. Sauce Gardner, yep. yep. He's big, Dave. We don't see – you know, you don't – and when I say big, I don't mean he's a big, thick guy. He's he's very tall. He's long. He's lean. and. You don't see that very often in corners. Usually they're a little bit slower. This guy's not. He's as fast as lightning, and I, I would think if I'm, if I'm the Jets and I'm Salah, I'm going to put him on wherever J.J. is on the field. Doesn't mean he can take him away because I, I, I know everybody tries to do that. But I'll tell you, at 6'3", and he's actually probably a little bit more than 6'3", he's a big corner. He's long, he's lean, and, and if anybody has an opportunity to maybe slow down J.J., it might be him. Now, watch J.J. will go out there and have 130 yeah. yards or something. But, yeah. but he really, it's really, I think that's what it kind of comes down to is, okay, if he's able to do well against J.J., um, then what? Because they've got a great defensive lineman who's got eight sacks this year in Williams. They've got C.J. Mosley, a linebacker who can run, and then we've got the corner. They've got three big pieces to that defense that I think makes them a really, really dangerous team for the Vikings today. Dave? Yeah, I hear you. There we go. I lost you for a second there, Pete. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, all of a sudden it went blank. <laughs> I just think we, got you. That we do have to be careful. we got to be careful yeah. because that, that's a team that defensively um, is outstanding. And on the offensive side, Mike White last week threw for 300 yards on the Bears. Not that the Bears are the best defense in football, but you know what? The kid can wing the ball around and, and throw it around yeah. a little bit. And guys like Garrett Wilson and Conklin – certainly could stand out a little bit. So we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not saying we're going to lose. I'm not going to say, but we got to be very careful, I think, with this team. Yeah, well, and let's be honest. We said this. I said the same thing against the Dallas Cowboys, that that should be a cakewalk, and they lost 40-3, to which, goes, which shows you just how much I actually know about any of this stuff. Uh, I, like you, am very excited to see the matchup between Sauce Gardner and Justin Jefferson. I, like you, really know about any of this stuff. Uh, I, like you, am very excited to see the matchup between Sauce Gardner and Justin Jefferson. I, like you, think Justin Jefferson can probably uh, impose his will upon anybody in the National Football League. One of the other things that really excites me here is Kevin O'Connell versus Robert Soleil. And and you want to talk about two guys who are really, really smart the way they play football, the way they coach football. Uh, I think Kevin O'Connell is is such a he's done such great things with this offense, um, but Soleil knows what he's doing, uh, you know, especially yeah. on the defensive side of the ball and and running a zone and really pushing that. Uh, it, it's I, I'm excited. This could actually end up being a pretty good football game, 
And mm-hmm. but <laughs> I also worry about the Vikings' pass defense. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's they don't have Cam Dantzler back there. He's been out. Uh, you know, what's going to happen without Dalvin Tomlinson? They just they're going to have to get some a, a really good like always, right? And you know this. The the mm-hmm. in in the NFL, you got to have a good pass rush if you want to help the back end of your defense. Because if not, they're going to get carved up. And yeah. I, you know, we'll see. It, it, certainly, um, if they can get to Mike White, and I think Mike White can be gotten to, for lack of a better term, then th- th- mm-hmm. this is this is a Vikings win. But if they can't, uh, this could be this could end up being a long day for the Vikings secondary. It could get scary because the Vikings have given up the most passing yards of any team in football, 3,000, over 3,000. Their yeah. passing per game is, is almost 300 yards per game. So when you look at some of those numbers, uh, you know, it, it does make Mike White, I'm sure, look at that and say, you know what, if everybody else is doing it, I got an opportunity to do this as well. And the defense, you and I have been talking about this all year. We, yes, we only have two losses, but – it's been those losses were ugly and a lot of it ended up being on the defensive side of things and and just getting blown out whether it was Dallas or you go all the way back to Philadelphia we played terrible in that game but uh, you know we've managed to outscore a lot of teams and we've got to be careful because you know I think the offense is absolutely clicking it better be fast passing I I really honestly believe that I think we got to get the ball out just like we did last uh, well about Thanksgiving day um, and by the way, that gives them a little extra boost too, because a little bit more time to get healed and everything else. And I think that yeah. that works out well for the Vikings also. So that combination of things, but you know, we've given up 28 sacks and this is a team that can get after quarterback a little bit and they've got some good linebackers and, and corners. So when you put that together, this could be a really, really great game to watch. And I think a lot of fun. And hopefully we, we, we have an uh, offensive game plan, very similar to what we did where Kirk was getting the ball out really quick, and we got J.J. involved almost immediately. And then Thielen and Hawkinson were outstanding, but I love getting J.J. the ball because it's, it's meaningful. Even if it's short passes, just get him involved, get him excited, and, and you know move that defense back and make them a little bit more paranoid about the deep ball as well. Now, to be fair, I think about a quarter of Cousins' season sacks – Came in one game against the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> but well, seven you know, of them. <laughs> yeah, seven of them at least. So we talked about this. We talked about you know what, who is this Vikings team? What do they look like after they lost to the, to the Dallas Cowboys? And we talked. I talked about how I thought a great test for them would have been the Patriots. And now I'll revise that. They beat the Patriots. I'll say a really good test will be against this Jets team because this will mm-hmm. tell me if the Vikings can indeed bounce back in, in terms of not looking past an opponent. You know what I mean? I mean, clearly, I think the Vikings believe their own hype going into that Dallas game, and Dallas told them differently. Now, <laughs> they win again. Can the Vikings not buy into their own hype and take it to a team like the Jets that they should absolutely beat? We have, uh, by the way, not even – I totally forgot to give out our call and text line today. We haven't heard from you yet. We've talked about a whole lot of things. Great interview with Adam Weber in our first hour. If you missed it, make sure you go back and listen to that on the podcast. We'll take your calls and texts as well on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line, 651-461-9226. We're still awaiting the top four in the college football playoff. We'll probably find out. Who knows when we'll find out, but when we do, we'll tell you. Coming up next, there are three college coaches on the move today. I want to talk about 
who you'd put your money behind with the better record next year, Pete. We'll talk rise and fall. Coming up next, you're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Dave Schwartz, Pete Nigerian. It is 11-23. We've got the college football playoff taking shape. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, first, want to go to the phones. we got Ken on the line calling us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and Text Line. You can do the same if you'd like, 651-461-9226. Good morning, Ken. What's on your mind? Good morning. Um, I was just thinking about the uh, Big Ten Conference as far as football. Um, I know you probably remember when it was the big two and the little eight. <laughs> now it's the big two and the little little twelve, and uh, that's, there's just no uh, uh, equalization in the in the Big Ten. It's just going to continue the way it is. And then uh, another comment I have is uh, you haven't talked about the uh, the uh, volleyball uh, team at the at the U and how well they've been doing, and hopefully they'll continue to do well. And then the Gopher hockey team, the men's team, yep. uh, I watched both games against uh, Michigan State last night, and they're amazing. I mean, if they don't win the national championship this year, I don't know who would. So those are three of my comments. Good stuff, Ken. Thank you. Uh, agree on some of some of that. I, I'm always mm-hmm. cautious of uh, saying someone's going to win if they don't do this. Uh, it, it's going to be a, a waste, which we all thought the Gophers would win the West uh, in football, mm-hmm. and it didn't happen. But I do happen to agree with you. Uh, go for football. Go for hockey, rather. Uh, and and it was on our uh, list to talk about. But I do think that go for hockey team, uh, in terms of just pure scoring, is incredible. Uh, they are, in my mind one of the best teams we've seen at the U in probably a decade, if not more. Uh, mm-hmm. And I agree with you that, that uh, they absolutely should go, should go all the way. Uh, they've played a great season. So Ken, thanks for the comments. Appreciate it. Uh, the Pete, the college football uh, rank, playoffs are out. Number one, Georgia is oh. going to face number four, Ohio state. Number two, Michigan is going to face number three, TCU. Not much of a surprise there. What do you think? I had them a little bit reversed with Michigan at two and, and, and Ohio State at three and then TCU, but um, makes some sense. I, I think that those games, I, I like the matchups, actually. I, I think yeah. that'll be great to, to get the opportunity to watch that. And, and, and just to go back for one second with what the caller was talking about, sure. about the big two, um, sure, the big two are in, and, and, and here they are in the playoff, right? I mean, so that, that says, I think, a lot about the fact that they have sustained their, their excellence for a very long period of time. Now, Michigan's had a few, few more down years than Ohio State. There's no doubt about that. But let's not forget, Penn State's a 10-2 and two team that's number eight in the country. Illinois is an 8-4 and four football team with the best defense in the country for most of this year, and they gave Michigan a heck of a game. And then you look, you know, do, do you want to slip the Gophers in there? I think there are about four or five beneath the Ohio State-Michigan Big Two that are making moves that are getting a lot closer to the Big Two than we were, you know, maybe a decade ago. It's, it's, we're starting to see that, I think, in a lot of different conferences. And I do understand you've got Georgia and Bama, right? Well, mm-hmm. this, year, it, this year, Bama had a little bit of an off year with the two losses, but there was a lot. I mean, how about Tennessee? You know, they, they have their big move. And there's a lot of different teams, I think, in these major conferences 
that are now challenging who were the dominating teams or schools for many years. I think we're seeing that parity start to play out. And, you yeah. know, there are athletes on our University of Minnesota. There are athletes at Wisconsin. There's athletes in Nebraska. There are athletes at a lot of different football schools right now that are going to make a difference. And, and then I think we're going to see a little bit of that start to, to eat away at those top teams uh, or top schools, I think, over the next three, four, five years. Because these coaches are getting better and better, and the talent is so great across the country that I think it's giving a lot more opportunity out there for some of those other schools to compete at the highest level. Well, and that's what it comes down to, right? It comes down to recruiting and, and you know, this whole big mm-hmm. two versus uh, the rest. The bottom line is Ohio State and Michigan, in terms of pedigree, are a program mm-hmm. that any top recruit would want to go to. You know, you're, sure. you're going to play for conference championships every year. You're going to play, maybe even get a chance to play for a national championship in, in, at some point maybe in your career. You're on national TV all the time. Uh, it, it's, it comes down to, you got to earn it. You know, the yep. parity in college football isn't given. This isn't the NFL where, where you can trade guys and, um, mm-hmm. you know, rise and fall in, in, in different or any of the professional sports. In college mm-hmm. football, it comes down to one thing. You got to have, it's got to be the perfect timing. You got to have the players that are great and the coaches at the time who are, who can coach them up the way they need to be. And that's yeah. how you get parity in college football. You talked about Alabama earlier. You're 100% right. Alabama was lost before Nick Saban got there. Absolutely was. And I was in Louisiana when he went from the Dolphins to Alabama. And mm-hmm. we all said, he's going to go to Bama? Bama's been, <laughs> it's been years. But mm-hmm. he was the right coach. He recruited the right players. And the perfect match came together. And now they're a powerhouse. And yeah. so you're right, 100%. You want parity in college football. You want parity in the Big Ten. You have got to recruit those players. You have to. What, um, what's most amazing? What's the most amazing to me, Dave? Sorry, to re- real quick. No, go ahead, buddy. How, how good is Georgia? I mean, when you look at the first round of the draft last year, I think they had yep. what was it? Maybe six, eight, ten players practically go yeah. in the first round, or at least in the first two rounds. It was absolutely extraordinary. And here they are again. And they put 50 on LSU. So, yeah. you know, it, it is amazing the depth, but that, that also I think should be encouraging for all of us because if they've got that kind of depth, that's great. And they are one of the, 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 the great universities in football year in and year out now. Uh, but they had their dip down as well. But I think that the reality is the great universities in football year in and year out now. Uh, but they had their dip down as well. But I think that the reality is that there is so much athletic, so many athletic athletic guys out there across the country now that we will start to see some of these chips into this whole thing. And I, and I honestly believe that, but Georgia, they do stand out right now, just like Alabama did in the previous five years. And and right now it's Georgia and they, they look fantastic, but I'm seeing more and more talent at the other schools as well. And I think we're going to see that change a little bit over the next four or five years. It will change as we go. I agree with you. Let's take a quick break and come back. We'll talk about some of the, speaking of changes, there's coaching changes in college football. We'll talk about those coming up next. You're listening to The Huddle on A3O. WCCO. Welcome back to The Huddle 1135 as we make our way towards noon and a full slate of NFL games, Vikings taking on the New York Jets this afternoon at U.S. Bank Stadium. 
Pete, let's play a little rise and fall, shall we? There are three <laughs> college coaches on the move, and I would like to know what you think, who you think is the better investment. So uh-huh. I'll give you the coach, and I want you to tell me. You know how it goes, right? You tell me whether they're going to be, we should put our money behind them, our chips behind them or not. So let's let's start with Matt Rule down at Nebraska. What do you think? Are you putting money on him? What's he look like to you? You know, I, I think I would put money on him, and here's why. Uh, they're, they're, they proved to us at the very end of the year, and they had a few games here and there where they actually were in the games. Now, this is a 4-8 and eight football team. They really struggled. They didn't show us a lot of promise very often, but there were a couple of games. And the final game against Iowa was a biggie, a border battle type game. And uh, when you look at facilities, I think Nebraska takes a backseat to absolutely nobody in the country. And now it's just a matter of having a coach that, that's excited about the job and willing to go out and recruit the country. And that, that's what Nebraska needs to do. I think the problem for Scott Frost was he spent far too much time just doing other things other than getting those recruits. Because when you look at that, that team, I think it'll take two years, but they can turn this pretty quick. And with the portal, I might even be wrong. They might be able to open up that portal and really start to find some great athletes that are unhappy where they are that might be a lot happier at Nebraska, I think it's something he could turn pretty quickly. He did it at Baylor, so yep. he's got a little bit of, you know, he's got that blueprint from what he did at Baylor when they had literally just been pummeled with all kinds of issues that they had off the field and everything else, and he returned them to a great program before he took the Carolina job. I think I think this has the opportunity to see them start to compete in the West within the next two years. Yeah, I was reading an article this week that Matt Rule's immediately hitting uh, the transfer portal, so uh, not a huge shock there. I, I got to be honest, I like I like Rule. I like the hiring. Um, I think he's going to do great things. I think if he gets what he needs to get out of the portal, uh, it does, it's not going to take long uh, to make Nebraska and bring them back uh, to prominence. So, uh, and and. Luke Fickle now takes over at Wisconsin. We thought maybe Jim Leonard might keep the job, but he will. It mm-hmm. sounds like he will stay on staff. Luke Fickle, mm-hmm. who comes from Cincinnati, how do you uh, how do you like Luke Fickle over there? Boy, I think he's an outstanding coach. I, I've been watching him for many years at Cincinnati, and what an unbelievable job that he has done with that program. I mean, they're competitive every year. He manages to recruit the very best of the best that don't want to go to Ohio State. He gets them at Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. and he's just done an amazing job. We were just talking about Sauce Gardner, who was going to be playing likely right up against J.J. today. Um, that's where he played. And, and they have had great quarterbacks. They've had good defenses. They've had a lot of talent. I think if he can add a little something of that to what's been going on at Wisconsin, you know, Wisconsin's not a broken program by any stretch. That, that was an odd move that they made to fire the coach very early in the season. I like the fact that Leonard would be staying there. That I think that's awesome because that helps them defensively. And Luke Fickle obviously has a defensive mind, but I guarantee you he'll bring along some quarterbacks and some running backs. They always have them. And, mm-hmm. and let's not forget, uh, Braylon Allen is young and, and the wide receiver DK is young. So they have, They've got some pieces there. They always have an offensive line. We know that. They're going to do an amazing job on that side of things. I think this thing can turn really, really fast for Fickle, I, uh, much faster even than Nebraska. So it'll be I, interesting. Yeah, I actually think Luke Fickle might have might inherit the better of the two yeah. jobs in the programs. Mm-hmm. You know, Certainly uh, he's going to look for the transfer portal, maybe for a quarterback, although they do have Graham Mertz there. 
I I think they're closer. Who do you, so next year? Let me. I'll, I'll throw a little switch in here for you before we get to our last coach. Next yeah. year, when you and I are talking on on Sunday, maybe not be December fourth, but on December fourth or the last first Sunday in December next year, who has the better record in the season, Wisconsin or Nebraska? Wisconsin, hands yeah. down. Uh, I, I don't think there's much to turn there. I, you know, they, 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 the move from the athletic director was, was just a little bit uh, odd, I thought, especially early on the way they did that. And I don't think the cupboard is bare. You know, uh, I, I, th- I think with our next pick, the cupboard's bare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Wisconsin, yeah, the they, they, they have talent. And, and, you know, if they stick to what Wisconsin does best, running the football and all the things that we all know Wisconsin's been very good at for many, many years – and, and don't, don't try to change what, what they don't need to change. It, it's not broken. They can fix a little bit of what needs to be tweaked. But uh, I think Wisconsin's program is going to be in great hands with Luke Fickle. All right, our last one here, a bit, a bit of a wild card. Deion Sanders going from Jackson State to Colorado. This is an interesting one for me, Pete, because I've often heard, and, and it's it's for the most part held true, that great mm-hmm. players don't always make good coaches because it's very difficult for those amazing players to say to anybody else, do it like I did it, right? Because they just have that X factor. Dion certainly had that X factor. But he went into Jackson State, and, and he turned the program around, brought them to, to amazing national touch, and I believe he even won a SWAC title yesterday. And mm-hmm. now he's going to go to Colorado, a team that has that used to be, you know, back in the day, in the, in the 90s mm-hmm. and 2000s, was really a, a, a consistent uh, contender, and now he's yeah. going to take over that program. How do you like Dion at Colorado? I think he'll do an outstanding job. I, I think the difficult thing that he's going to run into, uh, you know, it's a it's a beautiful place. Boulder's unbelievable for it people is. who are not familiar. It's it's an incredible place. I think you can recruit there. But let's be honest, when you think of the Pac-12, although they're going to be losing SC and UCLA, but when you think of the Pac-12, that's what you think about. You think of USC. You think of, you know, those kinds of schools. I think Utah was a much easier ad than Colorado has been to the Pac-12. They, As you mentioned, the Big 12 days, they had some great football teams at Colorado. And it was a different style of football. And they've got to, they've got to sort of turn themselves into a Pac-12 team, which they've not been able to do. I think you can recruit there, and Dion has got that magic to him, doesn't he? I mean, if you if you ever get an opportunity to see him when he's walking around at practice and the prayers that yeah. he has and all the different things that he does, I think players really, really love that. And let's be honest, he's a celebrity. He he really is. So I think when Dion Sanders shows up at your doorstep, um, there's a little added something to that. What what he brings? It's not just his swagger. It's who he is, the celebrity that he is. And yeah. I think he can go out there and he can get enough talent to be somewhat competitive. But let's not forget, they've got Washington, they've got Oregon, they've got a lot of different schools that can bring a lot. And one of these days, Stanford's going to find a coach and, and they're going to be <laughs> a, a, an unbelievable team again as well, I think. I think, you know, Shaw jumping, up, jumping ship late, I think caught them off guard. But there's a lot of great candidates out there that I think can turn Stanford back into a winner as well. It is interesting because he definitely knows how to fire up a room. You watch him at uh, at some of these these pregame, postgame things, and, and you know, Deion Sanders is a motivator, and yeah. you could argue, you know, that's it's not all that dissimilar from PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck knows mm-hmm. how to motivate his kids, and you and I have talked about this many, many times, Pete. That mm-hmm. when you get to the college game, 
these guys know how to play football, right? They know how to block, tackle, catch, throw. They know all this stuff. It's about mm-hmm. motivating them to consistently bring their best every single Saturday. Dion mm-hmm. certainly did that at, at Jackson State. Uh, so can he do it at Colorado? He's got to recruit some players. I'm sure it's not very difficult to recruit. If you're Dion Sanders, you walk in, you show him your Super Bowl rings, and you say, come play for me, and that's it. So, and you tell him you're, you're, you're prime time. I mean, look yeah. at that. I mean, come on, you're so taking <laughs> – can you imagine being 18 years old and your phone rings and it says Dion Sanders? Of course you're taking right. that call. Oh, of course yeah, you're taking swagger. that call. He brings the swagger. He brings the celebrity. He brings all of that. You mentioned the energy that he brings, but yeah. you know that the the one difference maker between he and and PJ. And this is not a shot at PJ. It's just yep. a, a, it's a compliment to to Dion. Yeah, he brings that wow factor. You yes, know? he does. I, he and, does. And he's got that, and he's always had that. And we all he was the shutdown corner. He was the return guy. He was everything that he was as a college and a professional athlete. And the guy was just nothing but fun to watch all the time. And you knew that he was going to make plays. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. And the guy was just nothing but fun to watch all the time. And you knew that he was going to make plays. He was going to do this. He was going to do that. And these guys might be younger, but they, they know who he is. And yeah, he brings that do. when he gets there. And it's going to be it's going to be interesting. And by the way, he opens up that portal and he starts going after it the way USC did last year. Mm-hmm. It could really, really get interesting pretty quick for Colorado if he's able to, you know, manage through that pretty well and get the right players that fit what he wants to do. Yeah, he certainly has, and I think they've already even started. So I know, I mean, the portal isn't open yet, but I know that he there was some. I was reading an article this week that he and his staff have already tried to uh, flip a couple commitments, maybe get some guys that were going to go to Jackson State to come with them now uh, to Colorado. We will hey, continue. Thing, we'll talk. I, yep, go ahead, Pete. I just want to add. I want to add just one last thing. Yeah. You know who who coaches on his staff, and I'm sure he's going to be going to Colorado. Tim Brewster. Is that Zim? <laughs> Mike Zimmer. No, Tim Brewster. Tim Brewster's there. Oh, gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Tim Brewster and Deion Sanders in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to handle. It is. It is. That's a lot. It could be great, though. <laughs> All right, we're up against a break here. We'll come back. We'll talk a little more college football. We'll wrap up the show. You are listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle. Sometimes I wish we had three hours, Pete. I have like 15 more things I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> Pull the curtain back a little bit. I put together kind of these topics and, and inevitable, you know, for our show on Sundays. And there's always like five or six we don't get to because <laughs> we just keep talking. Um, well, let, let's, you know what? We started the day with college football. Let, let's end the day with a little bit of college football. By the way, I was also, the reason I thought Mike Zimmer was on the coaching staff at Jackson State, he was an analyst at one point. Um, was he? I don't know what happened. He's not listed as an analyst anymore. <laughs> but, uh, maybe it was too much of Tim Brewster and Deion Sanders in the same, <laughs> the same locker room. Man, that'd be something. Uh, Pete, uh, the, the, the bowls are rounding out. We still don't know where the Gophers will play for sure um, mm-hmm. although there's a lot of people saying please pinstripe bowl don't select the gophers we don't want to go play in yankee stadium in january i don't <laughs> necessarily disagree with that take but whatever uh, bama gets the five tennessee gets the six they'll mm-hmm. play each other 
and I believe I believe the Orange wow. Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my thought too. I, I, I was a little surprised and wondered what Bama did to get the five instead of the six. I thought ten. Not that it matters a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I really thought Tennessee, in terms of their resume, was was better than Alabama. I think the one problem, though, Dave, was that blowout with South Carolina. And, yeah. and I think that that's why every week matters so much because it's not even necessarily just the win and loss, but how much of a blowout was it? And, yeah, it's a good you point. Know, I, 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 think, I think that was really it. But, you know, the reality is that, that Tennessee just had an amazing year. The quarterback got hurt, but he had an incredible year. He was on his way almost to a Heisman Trophy potentially himself. Um, and I'm not so sure. Everybody says it's lock, stock, and barrel, the USC quarterback. Williams. I'm not positive he's necessarily just the shoe-in that everybody says. He could be, but, you know, when you, when you look at all these teams and you see the, the couple of losses and, and, and so forth, you just wonder. I mean, because I do think the wins and losses does become a part of this whole thing, but he, he certainly would be deserving if he gets it because, you know, that's always a great debatable thing is who should, who should win the Heisman and why and all that kind of thing. And, I'll tell you, there, are, there were some great players this year, not just quarterbacks, but some running backs as well, that I think really could squeeze in there, and maybe even a couple wide receivers. But they just, I, I, you just don't see that very often with the wide receiver getting the Heisman Trophy. So it'll, it'll be pretty interesting. But I think they've got it mostly right as far as how it all lines up. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's the top ten. You know, you could argue the next four or five probably all day long. But I – from from what we've seen to now, they've got it right in my opinion with the four that are there for sure. I, I would agree with you. I, I'm very interested to see uh, what happens with the Gophers and who they will face, whether they'll go to the Pinstripe Bowl or the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Uh, watching that, very uh, lo- uh, loving the fact that the Vikings are taking on the Jets. I think that's going to be a fun game, and the Wild are right back in it today after an a shootout win over Anaheim last night. Now. Anaheim's not the greatest team. It was a bit of a trap game, I think, for the Wild. But uh, they do mm-hmm. get the victory. Now they go back down to Dallas uh, and they play uh, the Stars today. I think that's a two o'clock start. Mm-hmm. Pete, uh, I, I'm just you know I'm kind of looking down this NFL slate today. Uh, as usual, there's there's some great games. There's always some great mm-hmm. games. I love the idea. Yeah. I, the Jets and the Vikings. Whether I was into the Vikings or not, would be a game that I'm interested in today. I just I, I think at this point. Um, Justin Jefferson has has officially become must-see TV every single week. Mm-hmm. We already talked yeah. about his matchup uh, against Sauce Gardner. Uh, <laughs> never thought I'd say this, but Packers-Bears is an interesting one today at noontime. Yeah, that one's an interesting game. I think another one that really stands out for me is, you know, the great job, and he's a friend of mine, so I'm probably a little bit biased, but I think his record speaks for itself, is Ron Rivera with the Commanders. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at a team that's now 7-5, and five, <laughs> and they're playing the Giants, who are seven and four. And, and and who would have thought either of those two teams would be where they are right now? I think everybody yeah. would have said, "Well, you're you maybe maybe five and seven each of them, you know, kind of a thing." But um, so that's going to be a game I think that's going to be kind of interesting, just because when you look at the NFC East, that 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 just stands out that they're they are so powerful this year and what yeah. they look like. And you know, you look at what Dallas has been able to do. Um, I, I think it just makes for a really interesting as we as we get a little bit closer and a little bit closer to the end of the season. You know, here we are in December. There's a lot of football left, but we're, this is where it starts to separate. And 
you know, another one would be maybe the Dolphins 49ers because the Dolphins yeah. certainly, I think, have surprised a lot of people. The Niners, uh, you know, just the way they've done it and how they've played and how great their defense is. But Jimmy G has stepped up to the plate and done a great job of directing them to the next level. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different games out there that I think you could point at and say, well, this one, this this could be the game of the week. How about the Chiefs going up against the Bengals? I mean, yeah, know. that'll be a good game. And I know you love Joe Burrow. The NFC East is unbelievable, man. Yeah. Philly's ten and one. Dallas is eight and three. <laughs> uh, you got a couple of seven, uh, seven and four teams, seven and five teams. Mm-hmm. The NFC South literally mm-hmm. does not have a team above five hundred. And, and I just. Yeah. You look at the like you know Tampa Bay they've got Tom Brady and and there's a lot of teams Tampa Atlanta Carolina New Orleans those those teams are going mm-hmm. through some transitions but it is just amazing to me how every year in the NFL the parity is just unbelievable truly any year any mm-hmm. team really has a chance uh, and, and it's yeah. just it's so it's so interesting to see so some great games today uh, Vikings and the Jets coming up here in about four minutes. Pete, that's mm-hmm. going to do it for us this morning. Always fun to chat with you. Let's do it again next week, okay? I'm looking forward to it, Dave. Always fun, man. We're we're gonna we're gonna be going through a lot of different bowl games next week too. I think that ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, we will break that down next week for sure. Our, my thanks to Adam Weber today as well, joining us in the first hour. Just great stuff. Great to catch up with him. Have a great Sunday, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.